You're listening to Intimacy Made Simple, the podcast where we talk about how being deeply known and loved meets the act of sex so you can have true intimacy and make your marriage strong. I'm Mary Whitman Ortiz, your host, and on today's episode, I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel Landon, where we're unpacking some of those hidden assets of healthy intimacy, things that maybe you've never thought of before, but if you know you would like to feel closer and more intimately connected to your spouse, this episode's for you. Please join us now. Welcome, everybody. We're so glad you're here. Rachel, it's great to see you today. I'm so glad to be here. It's been a crazy busy day. Uh, today is Honor's 100th day of school. Oh, that's so fun. So I'm dressed up as an old man, so that was <laughs> exciting as he's, we sprayed his hair with silver and yeah, put yeah. an old man outfit on him. Was that his idea? That was his idea, yes. And he, he well, does it well. he's an original. Yes, he is. He has the cane, ah. the walk. He had a bow tie. He was he was ready to go. Oh, that's fabulous. Those are so fun. I mean, and you've got to give the kids something to look forward to. Yes. There's not, well, Valentine's is a holiday in the winter, but... Um, I laid out a suit for him, and he's like, I'm not wearing that, Mom. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, you find your own old man outfit. <laughs> he, he, But he agreed to what you wanted to do for the yes, hair and all of that. And oh, I, I used my eyebrow thing that I won't be able to use anymore for Oh, beard. oh. But it was fun. He looked adorable. That's fabulous. Yes. That's great. Well, I have a unusual question for you before we jump into our podcast content. Okay. Unusual? Unusual, yes. Um, what would you say is one of your most valuable possessions and this could be sentimental this could be monetary just something that you really value that you own hmm most valuable I don't really have a lot of valuable items I mean I don't I'm not really a, a collector of valuables but uh -huh. if I had to pick one of the most important things I own or have it would be uh, my necklace that my oh. husband gave me for our anniversary. I can't even remember. I think it was 2016 or 2017. I want to say 2016 he gave awesome. it to me. And it means a lot to me because it's actually real diamonds. Woohoo! <laughs> and, and I won't go too deep into the story, but the first uh, piece of jewelry he gave me was a necklace just like this. Uh-huh. And I was so excited when I opened it. And I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. I think it was Christmas the year before that. My birthday's in January, so maybe it was for my birthday. Okay. I don't remember. Okay. But I opened it, and it felt really light. Mm. And I was like, is this real diamonds? <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> the first thing out of your mouth. And he's like... <laughs> No. What do you mean by real? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I just told him, I'm not, I don't like to change jewelry a lot. I mean, mm. I'll change earrings, but really I don't wear a lot of jewelry. Yeah. So I told him, if you buy me a piece, I want it to mean something because I'm going to keep it forever. Nice. And then nice. I'm going to pick who I get to pass it down to. So there's got to be enough for each kid. Oh, okay. Start the <laughs> so, list. Then I think it was either our anniversary or my birthday. He took me to dinner and gave me the real thing. Ooh, so ooh, I wear good. it every day very rarely take it off oh just to clean it 
but yeah. it is a valuable piece to me. I haven't decided which kid gets it. <laughs> start asking. <laughs> oh, that's such a great story. Well, yes. the reason I asked about things that are valuable is because I want our listeners to be gearing their minds up to see things with new value. And you gave your reasoning about mm-hmm. what was valuable to you and why. So that is going to be some of the overall thought that we're aiming for today. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. And my question is, when we were talking about intimacy, we said that God sees intimacy in marriage as a gift. Yes. And that the G in Mm -hmm. the gift means good. Right. So what does the I mean? Uh Aha. Well, the I stands for intimate. And that may be like, are you answering a question with a question? or? But we... As we've mentioned probably other times, that understanding what the word intimacy or intimate means is is a missing piece. Yes. So I, I have a story to give to this to kind of expand it. A lot of people do use the word intimacy to refer to sex. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally am on board with that. But I remember one time going to a doctor's office, and it was in a building uh, had several stories, and there were elevators. And I got into this elevator. It was fairly crowded. And after the people kept filing in, and one of the last people to enter was a young mother holding a baby in her arms. Mm-hmm. And it was almost magnetic. Every eye, boom went to take in this scene and this precious little cooing and the hand reaching up and it was beautiful and I would add it was intimate. Mm -hmm. It was special and precious and I wanted to just freeze time on that moment because of the feeling that was going on. Mm -hmm. So intimacy can include the the act of sex and so when i put those together i always just use both words sexual intimacy but um understanding how being intimate plays in i want to go back to some scripture and look in the book of genesis so the uh, chapter 2 verse 23 begins to lay out the role of Adam and Eve together and this is where Adam uh, where, where God is setting it up because he puts he creates Adam but then he puts Adam to sleep to create Eve mm-hmm. from his body and so Adam is saying you are bone of my bone mm-hmm. flesh of my flesh you're part of me you belong to me and that is an element of what sexual intimacy is this deep connection and the the oneness that happens and and certainly in the act of sex there's oneness the two bodies have intersected Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so we get that visual image of a physical oneness but the emotional Mm. aspect that's there One of my phrases to encourage people to see this and to begin placing value on sexual intimacy and not just the act of sex is I break down the word intimacy into in, to, me, see. 
that's deep. Ooh, it's an invitation. Yes, it is. You have opened up and you're revealing. It's far more than revealing your genitals. Yeah, I think both parties have to be in alignment with that because that's that's where it's difficult. And that's where I would say the world separates it from uh-huh. the good, from God's good. Yes. Because they don't. That's definitely not a part of their good. They're they're not tracking with that. That's not no. their go-to. I, I want to go forward a little bit in the Bible to Proverbs chapter 30 and verses 18 and 19. And there's this really fun list of all of the things that um, are mysteries. And um, some of them are about like the flight of the eagle and just trying to understand how things work. But the passage that fits in this situation is the mystery of a bridegroom with a bride. Mm -hmm. And the the description is, it's too marvelous for words. That's beautiful. That's true. So if I were to ask you about couples Mm. and what their struggles are. Why would you say that that couples struggle with a deep place of knowing one another? Of that in to me see. Yes. yes. Why would why would you say they struggle with that? At its core, I think it's a trust situation. Yes. And it's very difficult, excuse me, to um, be that vulnerable. Mhm. I mean, if you are truly intimate, you are super courageous. Yeah. Because it is not easy or instant. But right. this, this deep connection, this belonging, this knowing, this oneness is a process, which is why a one-night stand, meet somebody at a bar, go have sex with them, has, it's almost a foreign concept compared to what we're talking about right now. Right, and that's where I would even say that we are lacking that in Christian relationships because we're, we don't know about these parts. And I'm not saying everyone sure. doesn't know. I'm just saying that there's a lot of people who don't understand that part. Yes. And that that could be a struggle or is a struggle because they're not addressing it as a struggle. And they assume, well, hey, we're having sex. Right, we're so, so things are okay, mm-hmm. but they don't know what they're missing, and they don't know to put the value on this piece that's missing. Right, that it could change a lot. Oh, for sure. Um, some another way to see this, I like to kind of connect the dots here. So when, um, why don't people trust? Because I threw that out there. No, oh, you have to be vulnerable and. But, but understanding why people don't trust, it takes some self-value to mm-hmm. trust someone else. Because if you are second-guessing and have a lot of self-doubt, then you won't reveal what's going on. I mean, in a completely non-sexual setting, remember being a kid in school, teacher asks a question. You think you know, you might know, do you raise your hand or not? Right. And some people raise their hand and they don't care if they know. Right. <laughs> they just want that attention and want that experience. But this place of do I trust who I am to show up in this setting? And can I be authentic? Right. 
Am I going to be rejected? Am exactly. I going to be... Exactly. Yes, because they don't even want to take the chance. Exactly. And the rejection might be um, legitimate in that this other person could be of a devaluing, belittling mm-hmm. mindset. Right. So rejection's a real thing, but also rejection could be like anticipated and perceived and almost twisted that whatever the other person reacts, I, I receive it as rejection. Mm. Like, where, where is this? Is it true? Are they really rejecting me or am I just feeling like right. they are rejecting me? But in the, in the positive sense of this, when your self-value is strong, you have more confidence and then you can trust, you can show up and in a sexual intimacy capacity, this is when there's more freedom Yes, in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I do have a lot of couples in there coming to me and um, they want different things happening in their sex life than they're seeing at that moment. And we can kind of trace it back. How free do you feel? And this is not, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm free to be wild and crazy right. at the expense of the other person, but this is the freedom of do I trust? Right. It's huge. And yes. And being able to not feel that struggle. So what, what's a way that couple can in, couples can increase the value that they feel? Yes. Well, I have three visuals. And once again, we have no, no objects with us, so I'm going to have to describe it. But it does get back to what do you value and where do you see value? So um, I grew up in Kentucky. And Kentucky My family's from Kentucky. Did I know that? I don't know. Oh, it's awesome. I was in Louisville. Uh, Hopkinsville. Okay, okay, I do know where that is. Yes. And outside of Louisville, there's a military base called Fort Knox. Yeah. Well, um, back when I was a kid, it was known for housing a tremendous amount of gold. Mm. And they, that used to be like a common expression. Well, I do that for all the gold in Fort Knox. Mm-hmm. Of course, now we measure money and value differently and you don't have to have the actual gold bar but um fort knox had treasure so i'm gonna this is an analogy that when you think of all that gold you're like oh that's amazing so that is one of the ways i want couples to begin to see intimacy to see it as a treasure yes that's really that, good. that awe feeling Okay, I have another image, which is also going to date me. So I have three of these images. First one's Fort Knox. The second one is Fantasy Island. Okay. Now, this is a TV show from back in the 70s. Vaguely, I can see and, that. Um, yes, it was uh, Ricardo Montalban. And he, um, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the island. And they took this little plane over there. And, and the couples had their little um, stories that they went through. And the reason I bring that up is because it's creative. Mm-hmm. And there's a sense of playfulness. It's fantasy island. Anything could happen. So that intimate expression in sexual intimacy can include being creative okay, and being playful. It's exciting. So we have the treasure first, we have the creative playfulness, that dream um, setting. And then the third image that I really want to challenge people with, um, especially if you're familiar with the Bible and how God, um, oh wow, from Old Testament would set things up, the Holy of Holies. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. It's the most private place where the priests would encounter God. Yes. And they, it was, it was sacred, and they felt close to God, and there was honor there. Mm. So treasure, playfulness, sacredness—that's good—are all things that we can begin to incorporate into how we see intimacy. That's really good. And I can tell you, even just the little bit that I've learned, being in your first class, you know, it did change. Mm the relationship just the 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 level of intimacy where you just think sex is intimate but to take that deeper into an emotional part of it and right. and the into me see <laughs> is such a different place to be and it really does bring you closer to god as it brings you closer together so i can see how that that can change people and their relationships. Oh my goodness! All of this it gets it gets deeper. So when couples are maturing in their relationship, I mean, I believe that marriage is something that can grow and be um, a whole lifetime experience. It doesn't have to get old, yeah. Because all of these things are like new levels of understanding and, and a deepening way of expressing and knowing one another. Yeah. That's really good. And it's not just growing as a couple, it's growing as an individual. It's understanding yes. that there are things that we can do to help the marriage in ourselves. Absolutely. Not just bringing you both together. Like, I'm that high D personality. Like, come on, let's figure this out. <laughs> Where my husband's more of a processor and an analyzer and a thinking about it kind of yes. person. So for me to see what I can do for me to help make the marriage better. Absolutely. It's so exciting. It's exciting for me. It's exciting for them. And yes. you are just the wealth yes. of knowledge that Woo-hoo. we need uh, <laughs> to bring it all together. Because I think, you know, you think about these things, but we don't really have a person or a place that we can go to kind of ask questions. So if you guys have questions, <laughs> please ask. Hmm. Um, Mary is happy to help in any way that she can. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you, everybody, for um, joining us today. And we certainly gave you something to chew on. Yes, we did. (laughs) And to value, because that's really what it's about. Absolutely. Have a great day. Bye. We're so glad you joined us today. But what would make it better is if we hear from you. Do you have a question about intimacy you'd like to have answered? Here's how you can do it. Go to LimitlessIntimacy.com, find the podcast page, and there's a place for you to record and share your question. Now make sure you stay tuned because we might answer your question soon. Join us next time for Intimacy Made Simple.